start the recording. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what was that? What was that about the, the, the Steve? Lance He's jealous. jealous. Hey, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You like the muscular guys. It's fine. You know, every time I watch them, I'm always like, they're so muscular, but like they don't have any shirtless pictures. So it makes me question. So mm. one of the Steves has been doing, which I thought was very interesting, has been doing a, uh, a segment on Amazon masks. So yes. like, I that's your you. Steve. My Steve is the other one, the more Jersey looking <laughs> one. Yes. The one that I prefer. Who that has, makes sense. Who the gorilla. <laughs> he's got, ah, he's got a very like, um, a specific tan to him so i feel like either a they're spray tanning or b they're sitting in the tanning bed so that concerns me because as a person who was the manager of a tanning bed when i was in college you should not be doing that it's not good for you you know yes steve i mean nothing more screams jersey than a tan bed but they live in florida both of them only only one one of them them. does yeah okay so i'm not gonna lie the one that the one that mikey likes has a dated haircut mm, the faux say. hawk yeah no, it's not a faux but hawk it's like it's shaved a... and then it's like a little but it's so short altogether it doesn't even matter it's a faux mm. hawk like he doesn't need it i think he would be much more attractive had he got rid of this little tent on his head so i don't he... know i'm not paying attention to the top of his head i'm pretty sure he is not that one at least anyways The one looks like a Italian Nicochet. Yes, he does. He does. I think he's horrible. Anyways, but I think it's very effective to be like buying those masks and checking mm. them out because like people wouldn't know yeah. if the costumes are good. I thought we were not talking about uh, Spirit anymore because of Mikey's uh, dilemma. No, we're not. Talking no, about she's Spirit. saying that Spirit's not pulling through for her. So um. they never have. Because I bought that Barbie, that the cowgirl outfit. The Western mm. Barbie outfit from Spirit. So the I bought it in chaps? a yeah. Well, I had to buy it in a large because I have big hips. So I never think their mediums will fit. You and... want to feel really big? Buy clothes from Asia. I'm like a three <laughs> no, Seriously, seriously, I I almost never really fit. Me. I'm like, all right, think fat, think yeah. fat for Asian people. <laughs> they have like a chart on some of the stuff they sell from Amazon. Some of their the stores are from like China and they're like, pay attention to the conversion chart because sizes are different. And it's like, if you were an American medium, you were like a four XL in China. Well, yeah. Well, according to uh, Doug, everybody's just sweating all day. So maybe that's the reason. Always losing weight. I know, but my thing is, okay. And so I bought that costume and I'm pissed. I'm pissed one because I really wanted to be Western Barbie. And my dreams could never come true because the spirit that I, I live near, obviously, I when I went back to exchange it, because they had no dressing room. So when, when I went back to exchange it, they had no mediums left. So I should have just bought the fucking medium because the large mm. I was swimming in. But mm. I'm always worried about like the pants that spirit sells because the, the stuff is so thin. It's like, I don't need camel toe. Yeah. Who does? <laughs> is that a thing? It is a thing. Mm. Sometimes I have camel toe at the gym. I have to adjust my leggings. Yeah. She has to pop it out. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody can see everything. She's hungry. Mm. Um, My kid is hungry. Um, Wow. But speaking of... I don't remember what else. No. Um, (laughs) um, Go on, Mikey. I was going to say, I've never bought an actual like packaged costume. I did one time. I bought like a, the German, is it German? Like the Lederhosen guy, with, like the little hat and like the, the. Do you have this? And is there pictures? Lance. Oh, Lance. Lance hey. is so excited about it. I, I am excited. I want to see uh, Mikey uh, in some sweet, sweet, sweet bars right now. What? Well, I wish I would have kept it because um, the shirt was like I. really, really thin. Like, my mom <laughs> listens to this show. I just found out. Um, yeah, and so um, I was like, I could have, now that I'm in like amazing shape, watch out, Steve's. Um, oh, I could have just worn the leader hosen without the undershirt. And there you go. Ooh. 
I'm the slutty Atlas. sausage of worst, whatever it's called, the bratwurst. You're you a are little, the bratwurst. You're my little <laughs> Wiener schnitzel. Yes. Hello. <laughs> but my mom, I went to visit my mom for lunch today, and it was just a quick little trip. And she's talking about all, you know, you visit your mom, and blah, 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 blah. Everything she has to tell you in the past week, she's unloading on you. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, and by the way, I talked to your sister yesterday and I said, have you listened to Mikey's podcast? And she's like, no. She's ah. like, now I know why he doesn't tell us about it. So they turned on an episode and they were like in the car, just in like shock and awe. So I was like, okay, next subject. Uh, I didn't even <laughs> ask which episode they listened to. Cause I was like, well, it's probably me hitting on Lance or <laughs> me calling Ada cunt. Like, I don't know which, if any episode that's probably happening. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so your mom's not the only one, but I don't think she's going to listen again. Time well, to visit Texas to make your family feel even better about it. Do it. Uh, like, oh, uh. Yeah. My well, forbidden lover is here. Uh, Hello. He came from Rome. <laughs> I hope you're listening, folks. Mm, he's going to yeah. come steal my San Jacinto, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Remember this alum hole. Ooh. <laughs> 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 okay this <clears throat> is slashers <laughs> we're all gonna laugh at you that's what you're reminding me of <laughs> I, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> sorry. this is slashers your new favorite podcast about your new and old favorite horror media my name is aid and with me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, my boo-boo, Mikey. So, dog. And our lovely Lancelot. Hello there, goo. Mm. <laughs> and. <laughs> Threw her off. <laughs> yeah, and, I was going to say. And, uh, you our know, hostess that needs no introduction. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Except when like, she does. Yeah, I do need I need an, a special introduction. I'm so sorry. I have gotten no sleep. Stella actually kept me up literally all night crying at the door. Well, she's so, watching you watch these all these movies about dogs dying. So she's like, "What is Mama going to do to me?" That's exactly what I told Dan. I said she was having nightmares of Frankenweenie because mm-hmm. we were watching it together, and now she's upset because she was literally mm. up all night crying. Oh. She sat at her little stairs. And just cried. She was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, literally, it was all night. She had no concept of life and death until you watched those movies. Exactly. Pretty much. Even well, though, she... what's his name in Bri- Corpse Bride Chips or whatever they named him? Scraps. Scraps. There you go. <laughs> I forgot what his name I was. I wish it was Chips. Well, no, because nobody cries over Scraps. I mean, okay. And so we'll get into that. But Frank and Weenie traumatized the fuck out of me. So I am... I think it was a great film, but I, oh, and so funny because my kids today, like it was senior skip day. So literally in every period today, I had like two or three kids and two of the girls in my uh, fourth period were yelling, Frank and Weenie, let's watch Frank and Weenie. Cause I was like, just pick a movie out my prime. And I said, absolutely not. I said, because I watched that last night and I was crying and we are not watching that again. They're all laughing at me. They're, why are we crying? I go, why was I crying? My goodness, like, do your students oh have my... no souls? No, absolutely not. Oh, have you ever I... met children? Come on now. Look at your daughter. You I know. Like, children of the Florida corn over there not feeling I, anything. Seriously. <laughs> I know. Well, they, some of the know about us. I have to do a quick shout out to East Media. So if he listens to the beginning of this nonsense, he can Who's quiet saying? down and just stop fucking talking during my fourth period. Thank you very much. Anyways, oh, oh. I know all the kids are like, whatever. This I had a child. <laughs> like he's whatever, a- let that nasty one talk. Um <laughs> he's not no, he's not a child. I mean, that's the thing. I they're all turning 18. If they acted like adults, it would be one thing. They still don't, which I think is adorable. But you know, you remember being 18. And you know, Lance, you still act like a child. So, you know, yeah. I don't think you ever grow up, right? So I was in go. California when I lived was 18. I spent most of my back. I don't remember most of it, except for that one time I filmed in porn. I wasn't in it, but we know the story. Lance doesn't because he's the new addition. But yes, Lance, I work special effects for a porn. Anyways. Um, <laughs> is that uh, how that happens? Well, before we get started on the show, I, I'm, you know, we can talk about Mikey's porn later. Um, but before we get started on the show, 
I just want to remind everyone that we are in the midst of our 13 days of Halloween. So by the time you hear this episode, I think you will have heard day one from Jake, day two from me, Hocus Pocus. You can Hocus skip that one. Yes, please do. And <laughs> you ho. Who's day three? Day three is Lance. I'm day three. Day three yeah. is Lance. His so favorite erotic horror movie. We had oh, to shit. We had to introduce Lance to you cut and uh, uh, I had to yell at him a few times to learn how to learn how to use it, mm. which is yeah. fine. I, and I didn't yell at him. I, exactly. I was I used my teacher voice. This oh, is how you do this. It sounds sympathetic, but it's really just condescending. <gasps> how dare you? Well, I've taught her well. That. We'll yes. go ahead and teach you how to edit the videos then, and I'll use the same voice. So, oh, no. my I poor Lance. It. No, not you. I'm talking to Adrian. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, okay. But so, you cut. I, well, Doug told me how to use you cut because it's a lot easier to use on your phone than TikTok. But Doug's not mm. cut. Is Doug not cut? I'm just kidding. Is that I why think... everyone got upset? Because remember that one time I was saying that any guy who doesn't have a circumcised penis can like just go away from me. And... Um, no, I'm pretty sure everybody on the podcast is circumcised. Neither here nor there. The myth of foreskin has been debunked. Everybody can hang like an anteater all they want in peace. Yeah, but I, you know what? <laughs> I, of all the dicks I've seen, I've probably only seen two that weren't. I'm like, mm. Oh, I live in Texas. There's tons of Mexicans here. I've seen a lot of anteaters. Ah. Just <laughs> kidding. If my mom listens to this episode. Um, <laughs> Your mom's like, what uh, the hell? Yeah. It's, like, it's like one of those things like you 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 try to get used to, but can you ever? Mm. <laughs> There's like way more cleaning to that though, right? It's like they get to like actually get under the skin and a whole bunch of other. I don't know. Yeah, like sure. you just slide that down. I'm like, why am I sliding things down? Why is there like a curtain there's different here? there's different like why categories. is there cellophane? I mean, there's the peekaboo the situation there. I mean, as long as there's no cheese, you're fine. But oh, there's, that's so there's some there's some that's like you know there's some where it's like when you're excited you can't tell because the skin's mm. stretched. But there's some where it's like. Regardless if it's excited or not, it looks like I had got a trash bag over. Oh, it. that's so gross. <laughs> Bless their hearts. I'm so sorry if y'all are hearing this and that's you. I, you know what? We're not judging. We're just discussing. No. This is an open not. podcast. Anyways, I'm not judging. I'm not no, judging. no, no. I mean, you know. Aid literally said she wouldn't want you near her, though. Yeah, she literally said, "Take your cottage <laughs> cheese stick out of here." I, on the other hand, I'm like, "Hey, equal opportunity. I'm all about equal rights. I stand for women's rights and wrongs." Um, so, <laughs> and with that, so here is our. Is this our third episode? This is our third week in the Burton Tim um, fan Johnny Fest. Cash, whatever. Um, our, I like our, Bay Hill. <laughs> our bay hill our bay hill special of uh, slashers podcast so today we are doing the animated features of tim burton who that the ones that he actually directed so the reason we're not discussing a night mover for christmas one none of us can actually agree the fact that it's a fucking halloween movie because it is but it's also Lance, I will cut you right now. It yeah. is not... And I can't even be a tiebreaker because my opinion is it's not even a good movie. Anyways, go ahead. Oh, wow. I think Mikey's is worse than both of ours. Yes. <laughs> was that? So we, we're not discussing A Nightmare Before Christmas because it's very sensitive to me and Jake and I will fight to the death. It'll be like celebrity death match, except I will win because wait, wait, it's wrong. Aid, what, what side does Jake stand on? I, I, I couldn't hear that from here. Is it? He thinks it's a Christmas movie with Halloween Jake is, characters. Jake is also vegan and he doesn't drink. So we are not discussing. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's just a virgin who can't drive. What did Austin say oh. about it? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. So we're not discussing that, but we're also not, we're also not discussing Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas because he only produced it. He did not direct it. So yeah, we're going to talk. If we're going to talk about animated films, we thought that we would just dredge through the two that are very similar. So if you look behind me, those of you watching on YouTube, we're talking about Frank and Weenie today and Corpse Bride. So, Is that why we were talking about cut dicks earlier? Frank and Weenie? <laughs> oh, you know what? That works out so well. What a good segue, Mikey. Thank you. Yes, You're that's welcome. exactly why we're doing that. And so let's pull that skin back and get right to cutting. Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. the bone. 
Woo. And that we would There's discuss. No in there. So, well, <gasps> Lance. Lance, Lance there's a is... bone in a wiener. Mm. <laughs> is there a bone in your penis? No, no. there's no bones. It's all tissue. <laughs> bones can't get soft out of nowhere. How does that Unless even work? Glass. Like, I always think about that. Like, how do you live with that? Just moving around all the time. That must You suck. don't even feel it. Mm, Literally, yeah. it's an enlarged You clip. don't feel it? <laughs> not when you're not doing anything to it. So now, if you happen to walk past the around. table and you skid it against the table, then you <laughs> but and yet you weirdly can break your penis. Yeah. So no reverse cowgirls. How do you mm. break a penis? Is that how you do it? It's by having too much like sex too hard or like <laughs> yeah. Or you go for the hole and you miss. <laughs> if she or he falls, yeah, you can literally bend it. Like yeah. Snap. Oh my god, that's horrible. Mm. Yeah. It must be so terrible to live with such an appendage that, like, you know, just whatever. It's just yours just never fell out, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that shrinks when you get into the. If pool, anything, yeah. ours is a more evolved version of yours. So just keep. <laughs> just keep I'm a, happy. I'm sitting here very comfortably, and I never have to. Your vagina is still the monkey, and we're the human beings. <laughs> yeah, you and your monkey vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Puss. <laughs> it's like I hate you both. That's all you can see in her face right now. I mean, worth it. Though, right? I <clears throat> rushed up my green screen for this abuse. Anyways, so we're we're it's gonna, just start, gonna off. start fading in like half an hour. I know it's true. The sun's going down, yes. so we gotta hurry. So anyway, <laughs> um, we're gonna start off with Frank and Weenie because I think that it when we discuss both films, it's really easy to see that. Victor Frankenstein mm. and his dog Sparky are very similar to Victor Jack Skellington Van... and Zero. Oh, no, <laughs> shut up, Mikey. <laughs> to Victor Van Dort and Scraps, we are not talking about chips. a nightmare. AKA <laughs> chips, not chips, it's scraps. I'm the only thing with this dog is chips now because of my key. Where the like, fuck is my wine? I'm done. Well, he came in a bag or something. He was in pieces and then he got put together. Well, he no, because Emily gifted Victor a gift and she gave him his dog back. Yeah. Which is so dog. like Yeah. But it that was very thoughtful. It was. That was a she... very thoughtful gift. Mm-hmm. So you shut mm. up, Mikey. Anyways, we're gonna start. We're starting off with the fucking Frankenweenie because yeah. speaking of I, dead dogs, let's go to the first one. <laughs> go to the first one, which is you know I never. I'm in this. Mikey and I are the same. We didn't watch this movie for how many years? Came out in what twenty twelve? Because we know the fucking dog dies. Like I'm not watching this movie. Like I love Tim Burton. I love his animated things. I love everything. I love Catherine O'Hara. I love everybody. Martin Short is in this movie. Martin Landau is in this movie. Everybody's in this fucking movie. But let me tell you one thing. I do not want to see a dog die when I know it's going to die. With the exception of Halloween, because it was like, well, you know, Lester is being an asshole anyways, and we don't really see him die. So anyway, mm -hmm. we just see him hanging around, but we don't yeah, know. He just got a big bear hug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just hugging the doggy. Who cares? So, but no, fucking sparky gets hit by a goddamn car and i'm just like crying my eyes out so if you have not seen frank and weenie it is a disney film from 2012 it's based off the live action version uh, 1984 that tim burton made and apparently according to lance there were a lot of like important people in that live action film oh yeah I did you not yeah, watch it did you guys see that at all anybody else? oh no no the, no, no. the cartoon was enough i can't I so it's I it's weird like if it's a horror movie like dogs die in horror movies all the time it doesn't really bug me mm. but if it's a kids movie I don't like it because like Marley and me as soon as I saw that trailer I was like the dog's dead I'm not watching that shit yeah. um, <laughs> I knew right in the beginning the dog was gonna die and sure enough um, I just I because I know that the dog dying is gonna have sentimental in horror movies it's like Oh, the dog is barking. He needs to kill people. So he just meh, meh, and then the dog. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Um, I just, <laughs> I, I can't do it. I was having it really bummed me out yesterday because even though we know he comes back to life, because essentially the dog is Frankenstein, this modern children's adaptation, 
Yeah. I just, you know, my dog, the dog that I've had the closest to me, which I got him when I was like 21, when I first moved out of my house. And then we moved everywhere together. He was around when Olivia was born. He was around when I met Adam. He was around when I had like my first office job. Like he was around when my stepdad passed away and my grandparents passed away. He died last year. And it's still not something that I'm completely healed from. And so I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch this movie. And I knew he was coming back to life, but it's just, it's not a topic that I'm ready to review again. That's really hard. I mean, when you, when you lose a pet, I think I had to put a cat down my, my baby that I grew up with as a child. And I had to put him down as a, an adult because he was not doing well. And Mm -hmm. It was the worst day of my life. And I, I cried on him when they put him to sleep. And then he took a last breath after he died. And then, of course, that freaked me out. So, yeah. you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, I think I'm fortunate enough to not have been a child and lost a pet. Because I can't really, I, I mean, fish died. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Don't you think it's easier when you're a child? Because, I mean, like not, like, not to say that. It doesn't hurt initially, but like the turnaround time seems very much quicker comparatively to somebody who's like, like, I mean, like, did Olivia like when, I mean, because obviously she was around for your your pet. Did she have more of a turnaround time in the sense that it was like, okay, I get it. Um, She wasn't really that upset, but also he wasn't her dog. Like, I think it's different if this is your pet. Right. Like when I was growing up, I had a, my family dog was magic and I played with him here and there. He slept in my bed sometimes, but we didn't have that like connection and he That's ran right. away. He didn't die. He just ran away because we moved and I think he freaked out and we couldn't find him for the longest time. I wasn't really that upset about it. It's the dogs that I feel you're old enough to develop. You know, you know how sometimes you have a really shit day and you go home and they're just there and they yeah. sit next to you and they can tell. Like when you have that relationship with the dog, I think that's whenever it hits you when they leave. And there's yeah. something about, and it happens at in the beginning and at the very end when they when he's there breaking his body out. There's just something very heartbreaking about a dog's body, whether it's on the street because it got ran over. Because that's how I found I didn't well I one of my dogs I put to sleep and she was huge and she actually passed away on my foot and I was like oh my god that's asleep. Um <laughs> and then my dog Baloo that from a year ago I walked out of my room and he was on the floor but he passed away but he was kind of already like really old. Um mm. and there's just something really heartbreaking about a lifeless body like that. Yeah. And so when you see um Sparky after he gets run over you just see like his back and then you see when he's in the the fi- the windmill and they're bringing him out and i'm like stop showing his little lip lifeless body that's like the worst thing uh, that was the worst thing about it because when they were carrying him at that point and then they were carrying him out at the end i'm crying i just started crying because i didn't think he was going to come back i don't know what it was i think it was something you said because you hired us said <laughs> yeah I, I was like that sounds like a terrible lesson that's such a peruvian thing to be she's like oh kids need to know that things die i go thank you yeah. Yara. i know we like, all know things die she, she was, was like, literally the, the adult in the room and you yeah. guys both were like this goes fuck your adultness and then, yeah. and then, my, then mikey's like i don't i, I don't accept that ending yeah <laughs> so, she was like she was it's a beautiful movie and it really teaches kids that sometimes you have to let things go and i was like that sounds terrible i'm not watching the end <laughs> <laughs> and so i thought he wasn't gonna come back but you know they bring spoiler him alight oh yeah a light <laughs> it didn't Shut see up. the light this time well no because the lamp just turned spoiler alert um he does come back so thank god he does yeah so he I comes mean, back we have and the thing is that this is a this is and gahira was right this is a very beautifully shot film we have a huge like budget for this 39 million makes 81.5 million it came out october 5th 2012 um how do for the family friendly films with the competition it was in competition that year with paranorman because i remember that year i was living with claire i'll never forget this claire and i were roommates (laughs) what you and claire yes claire and i were roommates and we were like oh let's go see paranorman let's go see frank and weenie we both couldn't wait and then we never went and saw them so there was that um we actually did watch paranorman when we it came too. out we rented I took my niece yeah we because she and i love paranormans and we love monster house so like claire is very claire will not watch horror movies with me but she loves the animated ones so there's that mm-hmm. 
Um, but if you look at the family-friendly films that it went up against, Hotel Transylvania, which I never watched. You know, the first time I watched it, I played it for my kids one year during FSA when they were all testing. So I just put it on because I have five kids in the room. And I was like, oh, my God, the baby's falling off the thing. Like, I didn't know that was that. Like, I had no. It was ridiculous. Um, the Lorax, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, and then also it was competing with, like, other kids' movies like The Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knight Rises, Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I don't watch these fucking Disney movies anymore. Wow, all those like movies did really movie. good, though. Yeah. I know. I'm surprised those are that old. The, I know. Yeah, I was like, I was like, surprised that Hotel, Cal- or Hotel Transylvania was not that old. I was like, <laughs> Hotel California. Yeah, because yeah. Olivia watches all those right now. So to me, those are still current movies. Well, because I think it's, I think they stand the test of time because if the parents can enjoy them, then the kids will continue to watch them, right? So that makes yeah. sense. Um, but we had Madagascar 3, um, Ice Age, oh. Continental Drift. I've never seen any of these fucking movies. I couldn't even I mean, I tell have. you. Yeah. I don't have children. Oh, well, I saw them in the theaters when I was young <laughs> without yeah. children. I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, children. Well, I makes sense. I, I'm talking to two children, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was produced by Tim Burton and Alice Abate Abadi. I don't know how to say this person's name, but that was the same people for uh Corpse Bride. Mm. And the same screenplay writer, John Augustine, Frank and Winnie, as well as Corpse Bride. So these are all like themes of mr tim burton like the same people so if you like all of these movies this is why um frank and weenie is 87 minutes i think that the cast is amazing we've got Catherine o'hara who plays three parts she plays victor's mother susan frankenstein but you can tell because it sounds like her but then she also plays the little batshit crazy girl with the crazy cat mr whiskers i love her mr whiskers Best character in the whole whiskers. fucking movie. Which, by <laughs> the way, this movie is like, fuck cats. All the animals like are okay because they kill the cat. <laughs> the cat blew the fuck up. <laughs> what is stabbed. that? Like, okay and the cat was it. cute. The cat was cute. He was like a prophet. So poor little <laughs> what's-her-face exorcist girl is like, without an animal now. Oh, fuck her. That girl Everyone was so has. Cute. She was perfectly fine. The she was her. just kind of weird. That was oh. me. How oh, was it that poor Victor had no friends, but this bitch is in the classroom talking about omens and and what was I mean she that whole about like all these things, the whole diatribe in the classroom like what is going that on? That whole classroom was like you walk in there, that whole classroom. I'm like these all these kids don't have friends. All yeah. these kids are fucking weird. Why, and Victor is the most normal one, so maybe that's why he's the outcast. Well, yeah, that and his neighbor, like, or, you know, like, like the one girl who's played yeah. uh, what, by Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder and she looked and sounded like Winona Ryder. Like, let's not, let, you know, yeah. we got With little Lydia. Lydia you mean Deeds. Lydia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we got, and her dog is Persephone, which just so happens very <laughs> cutely, gets shocked by Sparky's bull and then becomes the bride. The of bride of Sparky. Time. She was so yeah. I love poodles. <laughs> I know, so cute. They're so frou frou, but I love them. I like the big right. ones. Fuck you would, ones. you would, yeah, because you can't do their hair. Finally, the last character that Catherine O'Hara plays in the show or the movie is the the little butchy the kind teacher? of gym teacher. Yeah, that's her. The butchy gym teacher. With the huge rack. The huge yeah, rack. Yeah, seriously. Just <laughs> screaming at the kids the entire time. That she was. wasn't really butchy because I was like, I don't know. This gym teacher is actually kind of hot, but she's like, her, something about her voice. She's a gym <laughs> teacher. All gym okay. teachers are angry lesbians. Oh, well, as a teacher, I, I just want to preface this that that's not true anymore. But anyways. Um, oh, stopped hiring lesbians? I wonder what they're doing for work now. <laughs> Shocking, no, the state I, of Florida. Les- lesbians are all <laughs> over the place. They're everywhere. Anyways, so we have, uh, so Martin Sharp plays Edward Frankenstein, which is Victor's father. He's also the Burgermeister, that stupid little uh, mayor who looks exactly like um, Victor Van Dort's uh, father-in-law from um, Corpse Bride, but also the Burgermeister, who is all, both characters are based off the Burgermeister, Meister Burger from Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is one of my favorite little cartoons growing up. I have it on DVD. I watch it every year. It's my favorite thing. I love Chris Kringle. Oh, my God. And the little penguins, there's like one foot in front of the On track, other. please, aid. I don't need another mess last week. Okay. And anyway, so um, I know, don't give me a song to sing because I'm horrible. No, and I gave then, you nothing. And then I gave it to myself. Okay. 
So then we have Nassar, which is uh, Victor's classmate who conveniently enough looks like the monster from Frankenstein. But he also looks like Lurch from the Adams yeah, family. But I was anyways. getting Lurch. Um, but he's purposefully Plus made Karloff. to look like Boris Karloff. And that's why yeah. they wrap him up in the mummy shit at the end. Be a, you know, like a cute little homage. <laughs> yes, Lance, he played both. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, anyway, so then we have Martin Landau, which you guys would like, or Lance, I guess, would like, because he um, he actually won a, an Oscar for Ed Wood, I guess, playing Vincent Price. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, the, you seen the science teacher you're talking about? Yeah, Mr. Riz- Mr. Rizkowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he definitely screams <laughs> Vincent Price. But he looked like he Vincent gone. Price in the movie, yeah. So, yeah. And that was to also pay homage to Edward Scissorhands because Vincent Price made Edward Scissorhands who, you know, obviously is like a, an homage to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which I have taught for many years. I've read Frankenstein so many fucking times. It's absolutely insane. It's a very short book. So for those of you who still not read that book, I just want to give a PSA. Read that fucking book. It doesn't take you very long and it's not a hard read. I'm so sorry a woman read it. It must be so hard for you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I didn't a... get one of those today, but yes, we did. Shush. Winona Ryder as also Van Helsing, which is also an homage to the uh, vampire hunter of Dracula, Van Helsing, and also played by Winona Ryder. So then we have Mm. Conchata Farrell as Bob's mom, which you can come and tell us if you know who that woman is. She's actually the angry aunt who's drinking all the vodka in um, Krampus. She plays a Mm. lot of roles. But if you're a horror fanatic, that's what that is. So we've got a lot of fun people in this movie. Christopher Lee actually makes an appearance um, via the inclusion of a live action clip of Dracula, you know, from 1958. So I thought that was fun. Anyways, so recapitation, when a boy's beloved dog passes away suddenly, he attempts to bring the animal back to life through a powerful science experiment. So this is basically a child's version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which I think is a great adaptation, honestly, because he does have loss. Victor is very one-tracked minded, but if you read Frankenstein, like if you've ever read Frankenstein, he never brings the monster to life with lightning or anything. He actually, Mary Shelley actually never tells you how the monster comes to life. He well, just did you know the blowjob? <laughs> Probably. But he just wakes up in that eye, that vicious eye. Like I've read this so many times to the kids, and they're always well, like, that's what the term the sucking the life out of you comes from is mm-hmm. when he reverse blowjobs. <laughs> I knew he was going there. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, and you always have to honestly, with every Frankenstein ap- adaptation, I always feel sympathy for the monster because I always feel like it's the creator who's the one who is the actual monster. Now in this film, it's a child's film. So Victor is not a monster. And that's why I was crying so hard because his heartbreak and how cute fucking Sparky is. How cute is that damn dog? Like, oh my God. And I'm watching this movie getting like, so like, oh, he's so cute. He's doing this. And then like this little impending sense of dread befell upon me. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to die. And they're going to show it. Once or twice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, and, and the little cat shit you know, omen. <laughs> v. How is she walking around with cat shit in her hand, showing everybody this, and nobody cares? She's oh, a soothsayer. Yeah. She has an important <laughs> job. Yeah, she sure does. And she blew she her. Doesn't care how it her. comes, as long as it comes. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange the way they handled her character because it seems like she may have supposed to be the villain but she just was a weird girl with her weird cat yeah how did she yeah. end up with the other boys like out of nowhere like you know what i mean like even though she was like hanging out it was like the other kids want to be like part of the science project part of it and then all of a sudden she just appears with them i'm like wait why is she with the quote-unquote yeah. villains of the movie with like the igor type kid and yeah i thought the igor type kid was gonna be like the villain with his i thought the invisible fish was gonna become a bigger thing well, oh, yeah, I mean- yeah, yeah. Yeah, the invisible fish was like sort of foreshadowing because it was showing everyone that when you bring them back, they don't always come back the same way. Mm, and so that's, that's symmetry. Why, 
Yeah, like Pet Cemetery. So there was a lot of messages. Oh, fuck that kid. That little ugly kid with the little cookie. No, see, that's the cookie. Oh, stop. No, you get your ass out of my house, your fucking cookie. Goodbye. I don't Here's trust the you. That's the most problematic character of the whole movie was he so wanted to be liked that he was willing to do all these things to be liked by other kids that didn't deserve to be liked by him. He didn't want to be liked. He wanted to win the fucking science fair. They all want to win the science oh. fair so much that the little Asian boy shoved Chunk off the roof just so he could win the science fair. Yeah, can we talk about how the other kids were really shitty? <laughs> Like, holy shit. Like, they were all horrible. I <laughs> like, mean, I've never seen science kids be that. such dicks before. Like, it was kind of like uh, a Hello, movie. Halloween ends. The band geeks are the bully. <laughs> uh, obviously, they I took a note. stole that from yeah. Frank and Weenie, those bastards. Uh, David but, Gordon Green, I see you. Did they, ever, did they ever talk about why the other pets became bad and... Frank and Weenie didn't, but also, well, Sparky didn't, but I think, didn't the little hamster, mummy hamster, wasn't he good too? Well, here's I, the thing about that is, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say it was, it was, you know, the funny part was it was great because they did all the homages to all the classic uh, monsters. universal monsters. Yeah. Yes. So, so I rad. think that was, I think that absolutely, Lance, I agree with you. I think that was part of it, but I also think that part of it was a reflection of the children's character. Yeah. Um, well, except the weird Godzilla the, moment. The, no, no, no. Gamera. The little, yeah. yeah, the little Asian boy wanted to be the biggest thing. And he got what he <laughs> yeah. wanted, right? A little racist, though. It was <laughs> a little racist. I don't know. It was the little, like, uh, what is it called? It was a, little... a, what's it called when you when you draw them and display them a little over-exaggerated? Where you're like, oh, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, and then the way his little... Like the prequels to Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't uh, know, I forgot what it's called. Caricature. I, they drew him as a caricature. Yeah, caricature yeah. of an Asian character. Yeah, and that's the thing. So there was that, but then also, and I and I say this for all of them because they, all of the the animals kind of reflected their personalities because he wanted to be the biggest one. The little chubby boy wanted like everything, right? And then, um, and that's why the little sea monkeys were all over the fucking place. <laughs> that and was the best, though. <laughs> the sea monkeys. The little Igor kid, his his was invisible because nobody pays attention to him. So it was like it was it was a reflection of each of the kids. And the only reason why I think the weird girls, obviously, the weird girls' cat had to become something ridiculous because it it like melted with. Remember, it was eating the bat. Yeah, and then it blew up. So it like. I mean, here's the thing: is if it was so like uh, able to see <laughs> the future, why didn't see that? <laughs> he maybe. I just he don't know where everyone's she... coming for Mr. Whiskers, and it really isn't his fault. <laughs> it's not Mr. Whiskers' fault. I know. He literally was just a cat to a weird girl, and then he turns into a monster, and they kill him. <laughs> he was just living <laughs> his best anything. life. That little bitch <laughs> put the kite on the on the dead bat. First of all, they're bringing back these animals, though, at the same time that are absolutely disgusting. Like, they, they oh, were they're like long time dead. And they have been long time dead. So I think that that has something to do but with But they also, it. also had a, a love for their animals, too, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah. I think is what Mike brought up is why did they come out bad? I mean, because obviously they all loved their animal. Oh, you know what I mean? Hence why they went to go get them. When Shelly stepped on the from hamster. From the pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the hamster was so cute. I know. I thought it real quick. Oh, bless his heart. He got stopped in the music. Just go get him. Like, why would you send him out there to kill him? Was Shelly supposed to be the monster from the Black Lagoon or Godzilla? No, it was the sea monkeys. Sea monkeys were the Black Lagoon. Oh, okay. Black Lagoon. Because they came out of the water. Yeah. So I guess he was supposed to be Godzilla then. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. Because I was like, where did that come from? It was like, because the cat universal, but okay. Is uh is the vampire and when they had the the fighting scene, that's actually from uh, Count Dracula and Frankenstein when they fight in the fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. like homages well, also, all over the place. The original Frankenstein um ended in the windmill, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. instead of instead of because in Frankenstein, spoiler alert for like a hundred year old movie, when he actually <laughs> kills a little girl, they blame Sparky for killing. What did he? For killing um, uh, Winona Ryder's character was, uh, what was her name? Elsa. Yeah, but she wasn't yeah. dead. I don't know why they thought that. So, 
yeah well, so the, they, well oh, and it, it is it is and in the film and this is what there's a big differentiation between the actual frankenstein and his monster of mary shelley versus the film adaptation because the film adaptation makes the monster out to be like this like grown child that doesn't really understand what they're doing and he you know he drowns he kills a little girl by accident he doesn't mean to and mary shelley's yeah and mary he well because she's throwing the flowers she's throwing the flowers and i i still kind of feel like it's a really great amount mary shelley's uh adaptation of frankenstein i'm going to delve deeply into this but when you analyze all of this it is not the monster's fault for not knowing how to behave because Victor never teaches him how to behave. No. Victor creates mm-hmm. him and then Victor leaves him. And so it's the same thing sort of in, in Frankenweenie and, and a bit because Victor keeps having to go to school and, 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 and Sparky doesn't know how to behave. He's, he's still behaving the way he used to, but it's not the same anymore and he can't yeah. be seen anymore. And like you see him just running around and it's a very adorable child uh, child's adaptation of the same story but in the real story it's actually very heartbreaking because one victor's monster only knows victor as his father and he's abandoned he doesn't know how to behave and then he's shunned and 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 scorned by all the people who see him and he just doesn't like he doesn't get it and it's the yeah. same thing in the in the 1939 film where he throws the girl in the water because he's trying to play with her because the She's throwing the flowers in the water and the flowers are floating. And then he throws her because he thinks that she's going to float and she actually drowns. And it's just really, it's heartbreaking because nobody is showing. And it just, it's, it's literally always the same adaptation where the creator, AKA the parent doesn't show or treat their creation, AKA their child as a person and actually show them how to be a human being. And that's why we have all these scumbags. Yes, that's why all these scumbags in the world, and here we are. Anyways, sorry, I just wanted <laughs> my soapbox. Moving on along, Corpse Bride. <laughs> Corpse Bride, which is older than Frank and Weenie. I can't well, believe I, this one's as old as it is. Yeah, I thought that we would do Frank and Weenie first because a lot of people, which is why I have behind me, I have Victor and Sparky behind me, and then I have Victor and Scraps behind me because a lot of people always say that they're all the same movie, and you can, one can argue that jack skellington is actually vector frankenstein turning into victor van Dort, turning into jack skellington when he dies and scraps is sparky or i'm sorry zero is sparky scraps and zero and chips scraps not chips we're not talking about friday the third or whatever that movie's called nightmare before christmas yes well <laughs> okay but is fun fact zero's grave can be found in the cemetery and... oh did you finally find it I did find it, yes, and I was excited. So I wasn't that motivated, it. but I was looking, and I was like, I can't read that shit. So I just well, it's, it's the same one that when you know when Jack like, he's goes, like no pausing. When Jack walks by, you know Zero's grave, and he claps for him. It's the same grave that's in and Frank and Winnie. So you know, it's actually funny on the, it? the the live action version of uh, the uh, windmill is literally at a, at a miniature golf course. I come up for the short. Yeah, for the short, it's actually at a oh. miniature golf course. Oh, yeah, you and watched guy... the short. So how was the short yeah. before we move on? Uh, the short like, has a little here and there pieces of the movie, you know? Like, it's like the difference is uh, Sparky dies in front of their house instead of the weird scenario where there's a hole in the baseball field's back gate, which would never be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. And the fact that the dad's actually played by uh, one of the criminals from Home Alone so Daniel it's kind of funny Stern. yeah the Stern, which is funny because like you know the fact that uh o'hara did a movie with him but yet they didn't do anything together but they were in the same movie technically <laughs> so yeah but yeah it, but it was funny because it was just funny because like seeing the little kid run into the like little miniature uh windmill <laughs> then it gets set on fire by some guy trips <laughs> that's basically how it gets on, set on fire it, it's oh, lambs it's ironically funny. <laughs> what a review of the live action comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so, good for um, what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it was his first thing, right? So, yeah. But moving on to Corpse Bride, I think Corpse Bride's a little bit more. I mean, Mike, you've seen Corpse Bride, right? This was my first time. So, mm. you never watched that before. So, you really hate Tim Burton. I'm so sorry. I just, I don't hate Tim Burton. I just don't have the 
vernacular to go out and watch these movies. Well, um, you should put your vernacular Sweeney Todd because you're doing that with me too. Oh Do no, this is the last episode of October. So um <laughs> not because it's Monday. No, because it comes out Monday, which is the twenty third. We have one more. I know. I'm just sleep. yanking your chain. Um, so what I feel, if you want to do all the hullabaloo first before we get into it, The Corpse Bride 2003 by Tim Burton stars Johnny Depp and Elsa Van Carter, whatever her name is, his wife, ex-wife, whatever, love interest. Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Cartier plays The Corpse Bride. Everyone else is not necessary. Um, I think what I realized watching this so frank and weenie i enjoyed more i was like it's a good movie i don't know if i would watch it again talking to you guys actually made me appreciate it a lot more because i was like okay it is pretty bad not balanced but it is pretty um clever the way they incorporated so many of the old hollywood monsters involved corpse bride i don't appreciate the musical numbers i don't think they were needed and they weren't good like even with nightmare on oh my god nightmare before christmas (laughs) Say Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Even with Nightmare Before Christmas, I don't like musicals, but those songs are catchy. I can be like, hmm, 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 hmm. with this, I had no songs that were going to stick with me. They were all kind of, eh, you know, they were very mid. Um, and so I feel Corpse Bride suffers from being targeted towards children. I think if it was targeted more for adults, it would have been better. Because it's an adult story. Kids aren't going to care about this woman. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any song from this movie, honestly. Like, I mean, I, I like this movie, but like, you're right. I mean, not, none of the songs really like go, oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. And so my thing is just cut the songs. If you don't remember them, then there's no need for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe because it's Disney, they have to do it kind of. Yeah. No, so Corpse Bread is not Disney. And that's the issue. Uh, um, Lance. But <laughs> with Corpse Bread. I will say that I love the the corpse bride, the little yeah. lullaby, the the lullaby. Oh. Once upon a December. Well, you're talking yeah. about like one song out of the whole thing now. <laughs> like that's is there so words to that song? No, it's a, it's the beginning and then Victor plays it. For okay, then that's the score. That's the score. That's not yeah. the that's not the song. We're talking about the the musical. There numbers. are because a lot of the musical numbers like this is in true fashion, which is why I love score. You know, a lot of people love Corpse Bride. I like I didn't like Corpse Bride when I first saw it. And we'll talk about that for a minute. But and I saw it back in the day. 2005 i was 17 when i saw this movie and i went to the movie theater because i love a nightmare before christmas and i thought that's what i was going to be seeing so if you think you're going to see a nightmare before christmas when you watch corpse bride that's absolutely not true um however like the the it's it plays like a musical in the sense that a lot of the songs sort of drive the plot the story forward yeah and that that's really what they're there for um i love the beginning because i think it's hilarious like if you're actually listening to the beginning with both parents talking shit like the the song both of the parents are trying to decide the fates of their children to marry each other and they're just talking shit the entire time so when you when you start and like listen to the lyrics and you actually appreciate the film for what it is you actually enjoy it more i the more times i watch corpse bride the more i love it I, it's just I don't know what it is and one of the reasons I love it is because it's just so like I don't know like I think it's really heartbreaking like it's one of those it's sort of like Frank and Weenie in the sense that like it's heartbreaking for Victor and Victoria because they're being forced into a marriage they don't even know each other they have to marry each other because they're because Victoria's family is destitute you know and then she's got to marry the nouveau riche and it's like a whole thing right because I mean, nothing like being married into slavery basically well victor's family you know they're, they're white trash that made money right like they won the lottery now we got to marry a daughter off or we're gonna be fucking poor and that's basically what it is right and then um i mean that's the only reason why he's kosherly kind of okay because like he's come from poor stock yeah they're the nouveau riche like nobody likes nobody likes new money it's like oh the people frown upon people with new money right like, they fell in love lance that's all that matters did they though so victor and victoria according to the imdb synopsis 
Victor plays the little lullaby. I was just horribly singing to you all. And Victoria comes down and she's like, oh, I actually can be with this guy. But unfortunately, Victor can't remember his vows. He sets his mother-in-law's <laughs> dress on fire. There's a Says whole hallelujah. Exactly. Like, he just, <laughs> he fucks everything up, as every man does. And then he runs oh. off to the woods um, to try and fix it. And that's when he puts... He's trying to remember his vows. He sticks his ring on a branch that happens to be the hand of the woman, the corpse bride's hand, (laughs) like decrepit, you know, desiccated hand sticking out of the ground. And she thinks that he's married her. And so all of the hijinks ensue from that. And she, as a wedding gift, Emily gifts victor a box with a bunch of bones which happens to be scraps which is why everyone thinks that victor and victor AKA and chips. jack and <laughs> chips and and cheetos and all of those chips and dip chips and Love dips dip. and guacamole <laughs> all of them they're all the same thing so um yeah it, like i i get it which i obviously it sounds about right because you know tim burton recycles everybody he doesn't just recycle characters he recycles all of his actors as well so you know that's really cool though i still think that's really cool that like i mean so like the same thing with adam sandler i mean no people give him a lot of shit but like when you know you can work with somebody and you get the same kind of good results from something it's kind of good that you kind of keep with people like that i mean it's good to like still branch out a little bit but i mean i think it's, it's, it's 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 good to have that yeah, I think it's important. And also, like, uh, Mike Flanagan, um, I think he does the... Who uses his wife and everything. Yeah, but she's a lot better than Sherry Moon. Oh, so my God. She's um, goddamn right. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's talented, so that's fine. No, I um, love but, her. Yeah, no, but but I think Mike Flanagan does it the best because, you know, his newest thing, House of Usher, whereas his wife is usually, like, a really main role. It's like he got everyone who used to have main roles and switched them to where, like, they're not so big, and the people that you don't recognize but have done stuff for him are now in the That's bigger rad. roles. And so, and by the way, watch it if you haven't seen it because it's amazing. Yeah. Um. So I really like that because I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's still the same people, but the people that usually have smaller parts now have bigger parts, and people that have bigger parts now have smaller parts, so... Yeah. it's cool also why you like you like character actors too you know what i mean it's like that's what i mean because they have more room to really blossom in some spots so that's it's kind of rad to see them actually get a main role yeah i also can't help but see angelina jolie when i see kate siegel but <laughs> i know um, i was thinking the same thing yeah like a well, that's mean i'm not gonna say it you already um, said it in a different episode it's okay a, a healthy version <laughs> <laughs> um i was gonna say it was like yep <laughs> yeah um but uh i i just think so corpse bride you know frank and weenie it was black and white but it works those contrasting colors it's still vivid even though it's black and white nightmare before christmas is very colorful very vivid with colors corpse bride is like a weird nothing's really vivid except for the corpse bride everything else is very drab like the dmv walls and so I found that kind of annoying. I was like, this isn't nice to look at. The corpse bride was actually nice to look at, but she's not in it all the time. Um, But I just think that this isn't a story that kids are going to care about. It's a good story and it's interesting, you know, because you propose to a dead corpse instead of a person you're supposed to marry. That is based off of a Jewish folktale as well. So it's not like he made the story up. I did read that, but I was circumcised as a baby, so it didn't apply to me um yeah, and so agreed. back to I circumcision um <laughs> oh you were circumcised as a baby as well good um but i just feel like with this subject matter and you know it is a heavy story and then you find out what happened to her you find out even the ending it's all very heavy but because it's downplayed because it's a children's movie it would have been better if they were just like fuck kids pg-13 amp up the excitement and the not even necessarily gore but just like you know we want to see these people rip apart this specific bad guy that i haven't mentioned for the fear of spoilers well it's interesting because andy i and i was talking about this earlier it reminds me of a music video from revenge sevenfold a little piece of heaven where at the end like they're getting they're zombies and they're in love but they're gonna get married and then they eat everybody's brains in the church and it just kind of reminded me of that i don't know if that came before or after 
That movie came out. No, that video came out in 2008. When did Corpse Bride come out? 2005. 2005. So they copied. Yeah. Even basically. though no one's brains were getting eaten. No. Um. <laughs> but it's the same premise. So yeah. I thought it was like, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, I think that you have to give Corpse Bride a few watches before you can really appreciate it. Like, if, it, if you just watch it once, you're like, oh, what the fuck am I watching? But you actually have to pay attention, listen, and enjoy it. And I will yeah, defend Lance. Corpse Bride. Yes, Lance. Before <laughs> I, exactly. So before, like, I, you know, Danny Elfman, all of his scores are amazing. The songs. And I just think that a lot of um... maybe not this one, but you know. <laughs> Ooh. I also wanted a good for her moment. You know, I'm all about a good revenge, especially when she, it comes from a, a woman who's been wrong. No, she didn't. He drank oh. the wine. Yeah, but I want her to kill him. <laughs> well, I think that the problem with her, I think, is it was that she had repressed it. She didn't realize it until she saw him, and then yeah. she knew what he did to her. And I think, and in both films, like how heartbreaking is that, that her whole life was stolen from her. Yeah. She but she's not him. a dog, so I didn't cry. Yeah, <laughs> but she loved him. She put all of her faith in him and he took everything from her, including her life so he could have her money. And then when he ran out of it, he tried to go and take it from Victoria, but stupid yeah. him, he thought the family had money and they didn't. So there's a lot of good cheese made there with that. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's also I, why she. Oh, sorry. Go on. I just thought they were gonna end up in a thruple at the end. <laughs> of course, she did. But also, I think it was like Amazing. a thing where Victor was kind of married to Emily, and then Victoria was sort of married to Barkus, and then Barkus dies, and then Emily turns into butterflies because finally her soul is able to be at peace, which I thought was because a man cool. finally loved her. No, <laughs> that's cool. she him. Was, she was finally able to be of course because <laughs> he's that guy <laughs> she found good dick so now she can flutter away okay mikey so where can we find our coffee cans and dental dams but we haven't wrapped up the episode final thoughts on corpse bride i want to find dick that turns me into a spirit of butterflies <laughs> Like he's like, set me free. Yeah. Mm, hallelujah. Mm. It's a very sweet movie. She was freed. Her unfinished business was finished. <laughs> I mean, she was she was the better of the scenarios because it was like, even though she could have married uh, you know, Vincent, it was like it was one of those things where she saw the other woman kind of deal, which was kind of a cool moment because it was Victor. like Victor. Victor, yes. Uh, but you know, I mean, like it was like I, I said, Vincent. <laughs> he doesn't like. I swear to God, you make up your own freaking words sometimes. Okay. Oh, uh, Lance. So Chip doesn't count in this situation. <laughs> Chips is a dog, Lance. I know, but Mikey does that purposefully. You don't know what you're doing. There's yeah, a Lance. difference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool for her to like kind of because she's she she definitely stuck the the higher ground on several different occasions. Like she could have married him. And she decided to give like that moment up, you know, and then she could have like been the one that like really took advantage of killing the, the, the main guy who was a piece of shit. And she decided to step away and allow, you know, something else to happen, like allow him to walk away. And he he was such a dick that he ended up killing himself, basically. So Did she know cool. that that was poison? Yeah, because she put it in there. That's how they were going to be together. Oh, that's had... cool. She's like, OK, do yeah, it. Because Victor, yeah, because Victor was <laughs> exactly. going to drink it and die with and be with her. And that was the thing, too, which everyone was, like, so upset over. But I'm like, it makes sense. He was just going to marry Victoria. He didn't know Victoria either. So why would he not marry Emily? And then I think he really had feelings for Emily. Like, he starts to realize, like, she she kind of knows him. Like, she brings him scraps. She wants to meet his parents. She actually is very, she's a catch if she wasn't dead and had a maggot behind her eye. But I digress. Anyway, I thought she um, was pretty. She's the most pretty, even though she was the dead one. She was the prettiest character in the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> did no, this I, give anybody else like Dia de los Muertos vibes? Because I kind of got Dia, even though I know Tim Burton probably has no interest in uh, Mexican he would culture. Never, no, I know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now that he's working with Jenna Ortega, he might. But um, as three <laughs> Latinas on a podcast here, 
I was like, I can kind of see like she looks kind of like a Katrina. She does, and you're right. You're yeah. right, especially especially when the families come back and they're able mm-hmm. to see each other. So it's like they're looking at the pictures and they have to find out everybody like comes comes alive again. Yeah. Right. And so I love that concept, and I think that that's really yeah because I watched Coco. And I and I cry in Coco. Oh my god. Oh god. Anyway, me too. I know. Don't take don't don't <laughs> watch Coco with me. I'll die. But um, <laughs> like I mean, I just feel like it's just so it is a beautiful and and both films talk about death in a way that I think it teaches children to realize that yes, it will happen to you, but don't be afraid. Yeah, right? there's actually a movement called I think it's it sounds stupid, but I think it's death positivity. Mm. Well, it's not even that, but it's like you don't even need religion in either of these films to comfort you. Because I yeah. think a lot of people turn to religion because they're so worried about what happens when you die. And yeah. who the fuck knows what's going to happen? I don't care about your religion. The people that have died. No, I don't care about your religion. Like, you believe what the fuck you want to believe, but we don't know what the fuck's going to happen until we actually die. So you don't get to fucking tell me what's what's correct and what isn't because you don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, I think these films kind of just the best way to sort of deliver the message of the fact that we're the most beautiful thing that all of us share, the three of us share right now, is that we're all the same because then one day we'll all die, right? Mm. And that's what makes, yes, that's true. (laughs) But that's what makes death the most, that's what makes death beautiful in a way, is that it is literally what all of us share. I mean, yeah. no, I'm not going to die, of course not. But if my beauty will live on forever. If I did, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, that's one of the things that Tim Burton always touches on. I always feel like it's a, it's a perfect for Halloween, perfect for the month of October. So, anyways, are we done? I guess Lance has been texting someone this whole time, and my phone's not going off. So I don't know. <laughs> Lance has got a date apparently. So we'll I know, just move on along. Okay. Yeah. So with that, uh, Mikey, where can we get your coffee cans and your dental dams and your cock rings and all those? If you would like to purchase anything branded slashers from coffee cans to dental dams, you can find us at Redbubble on redbubble.com slash slashers pod. If you'd like to support us monetarily, you can find us at patreon.com slash slashers pod where we sometimes release monthly exclusive videos <laughs> we no. literally had a whole conversation about that we do not do that <laughs> no no we do we do we're just we're we're falling behind we're a little behind things have been busy but um we're gonna do it this month everybody's um, busy yes okay yes. We'll get that done. but we do love y'all thank you so much mm. oh my god us. yeah to our, all of our patreon members like you guys mean the world to us because I think you're literally the only people who listen to us anyway. So thank you very much. Yes. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Mutant Goods from Beyond. You can follow Aid at Aid, uh, Pathologically Aid. Follow me at Horror and a Half Shell. Or you can follow Lance at Zombie versus Hate. Someone also got a TikTok recently, but hasn't posted anything yet. Um, <laughs> we're also available my, uh... on Facebook. No, no, no. <laughs> I made him do it because when he posts his videos, he's going to post yeah, Lance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Gonna so do my, sorry uh, for my... you trying to teach him how to do that. I had to teach Grandpa <laughs> how to do that. We're good. Mm-hmm. I think we're good now. Uh, um, Facebook groups, Mutant Goons from Beyond. Um, let us know. If you went in our Discord, join Patreon. Let us know because uh, Jake popped up like an old yeah, trippy sore. Um, and, but a good one. A good one. We love Jake. Well, you know, it's our 13 days of Halloween. So, you know what? If y'all really miss Jake and you want him back, you have to be more vocal because I think he wants mm. people to tell him that he's yeah. wanted here. Because he it wants seems a slow like clap. <laughs> it's seeing, you know, how in Jurassic Park when the T Rex comes, you can see the water kind of jiggle. I think, <laughs> I think That's Jake's happening. a coming because I see a little bit of the water trickling and not just out my <laughs> vagina, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know we miss him. We miss him. We miss him so much. So hopefully that happens. I'm actually excited about that. Me too. Mm. Daddy's back. Daddy. Okay. I know. Mm. Mm. Anyways, goodbye. Good day. Oh. Anyways, goodbye. <laughs> yes. You asshole. <laughs>
on behalf of Mikey, Lance, and myself, goodbye and goodbye. Take us home, Adrian. Mm. Sing the song one more time. Listen, I sang Selena at karaoke last weekend. Don't you fuck with me. Ugh, that mm. poor audience. Oh, I know. <laughs> Everybody lost their card. Como right. la caca, their green card. Mm. <laughs> cool story, bro. No, stop. <laughs>